Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to... Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. Also feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Podcasts. You can check out and find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will help bump up the pod in their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. You can, you, we plan on doing really big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, you're able to help us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. Again, that is www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support well folks um i just saw a uh breaking news story that um i woke up to today um the governor of rhode island proposes and wants to legalize marijuana according to marijuana moment and um i mean we should be pretty happy that they're looking to end prohibition but i would I would caution you guys from being too optimistic. So let me read let me read the article and I'll sort of give my commentary. Um so it's from Marijuana Moment from Tom Angel. Okay, so bowing to pressure from nearby states that are moving to legalize marijuana, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, who has long remained reluctant about who's long remained re- reluctant about the issue, says she will formally op- propose in her budget this week that the ocean state end cannabis prohibition. Things have changed mainly because all of our neighbors are moving forward, she told the Providence Journal in an article published Sunday. We're not an island. In fact, like it or not, we're going to have to be incurring public safety and public health expenses because it is legal in Massachusetts. Love how we're a burden in a public safety expense and expenditure, but I digress. Anywho, and I think it will be time for us to put together our own regulatory and taxing framework. Newly inaugurated Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont has said that legalizing marijuana in a state will be among his priorities for the new legislative session. Unlike most states that have moved to enact legalization, Ramon, however, Raimondo wants Rhode Island to prohibit home cultivation of cannabis. She says that she wants to ban high-potency forms of marijuana products such as dabs and concentrates. Servings of edibles can contain could contain no more than five milligrams THC. Ramundo said that she spoke with several other governors about marijuana policy at a conference last month. It is going to be the strongest regulatory framework in this country, she argued. Senator Josh Miller, 
Democrat who has sponsored legalization bills that allow home cultivation for several past legislature sessions said he's reserving judgment on the governor's proposal pending its specific language, but that, that he is optimistic about enacting reform this year, even if it means amending the law later. I want to see the details, obviously, he told Marijuana Movement. I'm inclined to get it done finally and work on br fixing the broken parts. We've seen the pitfalls of home cultivation in other states when it comes to how it threatens public health and safety. Norm Norman Birnbaum, the state's top medical cannabis regulator and a key Raimundo advisor on the broader legalization plan told the journal how how it promotes the illicit market how it undercuts the regulated market how it puts unsafe and untested and unregulated product out there for people and how it serves as cover for states that supposedly have adult use to be to be export states and to export to the rest of the country and i don't think we should be we should have that mechanism here. Medical cannabis patients would still be allowed to grow their own medicine, he said. Currently, Washington State is the only one of the 10 legalized states that doesn't allow recreational marijuana consumers to grow their own product. Burenbaum, who told WPRI 12, reported, will give a detailed briefing on the specifics of his boss's plan Monday, suggesting that the state's existing medical dispensaries would continue serving patients, but would likely add adult use sales. About 20 to 40 retail outlets will be licensed as well, subject to, to municip municipal approval. Sales are expected to begin early next year. Matthew Shewish she wish deputy director of marijuana po policy project mpp called ramundo's endorsement of legalization a major breakthrough we commend governor ramundo and her administration for adopting a pragmatic approach to the policy issue he told marijuana moment however we still need to see the details of this proposal access to the state's medical marijuana patients must be protected and furthermore, it is important that the recreational marijuana market is not controlled by a small number of businesses. We look forward to working with the Raimundo administration and legisl legislative leaders to ensure that Rhode Island adopts a fair and responsible legalization law. With regard to the governor's position that home cultivation should be banned, Shewish said that while MPP may not agree with everything in the governor's proposal, we don't want to make perfect the enemy of good. We want to see adults have the right to cultivate some number of marijuana plants in the home, just as they have the right to brew their own beer. But the governor's plan does not include that, he said. However, laws can always be amended, and if home grow is not in the initial legislation, we will push the General Assembly to adopt that at some point in the future. Disagreement on one provision of the law does not mean we should pass up an opportunity to make substantial progress. In the recent re weeks, Ramundo and Rhode Island legislative leaders have begun to talk openly about the fact that legalization in neighboring states is increasing pressure to act. Given my druthers, dr dr given my druthers, 
if I could make all these decisions in a vacuum, I would be favoring a wait-and-see approach, the governor said late last year. However, Connecticut is going to do it. The, governor, the new governor-elect has been crystal clear that it is a priority. It's, it's happening. Massachusetts is already doing it. We're a tiny state in between two other states. House Speaker Nicholas Matteo, Matteo, probably butchering it, raised similar concerns. I think we have to study it and then decide if we want to do that as a state. But I'm mindful that Massachusetts has legalized it. I believe Connecticut is going to legalize it, he said. I think we're we're going to end up with a with with more social costs without the revenues, and that would probably be the worst situation of of it all. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who endorsed legalizing marijuana last month, also characterized his own shift as being precipitated by the looming fall of prohibition in nearby states such as New Jersey. In Rhode Island. Ramundo is expected to formally release details of a legalization plan in a proposed budget, which will be submitted to the legislature on Thursday, though she may discuss the issue in her State of the State speech on Tuesday. It remains to be seen if lawmakers will agree with all of the finer points of the governor's proposal. End article. So, um, yeah, a lot to unpack. Um, I mean, it's, it's very good that Rhode Island's going to take this step and make this leap in, in ending prohibition and, and busting unnecessary lives on, on a victimless crime essentially and it, it's great that they're making the step and we ought, to, we, ought to, we ought to celebrate a little and we ought to applaud them but um, what I'm seeing with this law there's a lot of things I do not like in it and let's address the elephant in the room there's not going to be any edibles there's not going to be any home grow unless you're a medical marijuana patient. So it's going to be a similar scenario like Washington State, which I, I have been to. But you're not going to be able to home grow. You're not going to be able to home grow unless you have a medical card in, in Rodai's proposed uh, bill. And um, they're, going, they're going to severely limit edibles to five milligram servings on the adult use market while the medical patients will have higher potency edibles and I mean on the surface it seems like a good law and a good rule but but think about it when, when we go to, when we go to our packaged liquor store or our grocery store to buy alcohol you go and you buy hard liquor they're not putting limits on how much hard liquor you can get or, or, or banning the sale of hard liquor altogether like that's not even a thing even the most conservative states when you're going and you're banning severely limiting edibles that's in effect what you're doing when you're limiting dabbing that's what you're doing it's like oh beer and wine are legal but you can't have vodka or vodka is not legal in the state of massachusetts that'd be the state of massachusetts were to do that or any or any other state were to do that it'd, it'd be nuts you know by restricting dabs and edibles to the level that you're restricting it it's 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 like you're putting strict regulations on 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 whiskey yet allowing beer and and wine which you know you can you'll have to drink larger amounts to get that drunk but you you'll, you'll still get that drunk you know a determined drunk and a determined drug addict is going they're going to get their fix no matter what you know these laws aren't 
they're only hurting law-abiding and responsible people, you know. And, um, and you know, in that article, there was like two 10-minute audio clips. I think I'm going to enclose one with the governor, with, with Governor Ramundo talking about her plan to legalize. And you can just tell that, like, that her and the um, the other guy who who's in charge of me- medical marijuana who wants to regulate adult use with her, you can just tell that like you know they're they're trying to make this a very locked down corporate sort of program, locked down, highly restricted. You know the people can't be trusted sort of program. So we have to we have to nanny and ba- and babysit twenty one year olds. Because they can't be trusted to make responsible edible decisions. Or they can't be trusted to to not do too much dabs and, 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 and injure anyone or whatever. Or injure themselves. You know, we have to make that decision for them. You know, you can just tell that the governor, you know, she doesn't want to do this. But because the surrounding states are forcing her to, you know, she's she's acquiescing to this. You know, but you can tell that she doesn't hold weed smokers in high regard and just wants to legalize us so we'll all shut up. But, you know, I guess I guess we'll take that if it means it's legal, you know. But, I mean, there's this this bill still needs a lot, lot of work. And um, if, if you all live in Rhode Island, you know, call, call your lawmakers and make it known you want home grow. You want home grow. You want to be treated like an adult. You don't want any crazy restrictions on edibles. Um, you don't. You want. You want your ability to have dabs or buy dabs if you wish to buy dabs. And um, oh, um, another thing. Last thing I wanted to bring up, and I will put money. I would put. I would put a good amount of money that this law is going to ban public smoking, like all the other ten states. Okay, so we, so let's get this straight. You're gonna legalize cannabis in this in Rhode Island, but dabs aren't dabs and constant and concentrates that you can vape aren't going to be legal. Um, I think they'll. I think I think basically they'll have edibles, tinctures, uh, edibles, tinctures, flour, and um, yeah, and pills. You know, but they'll be severely regulated. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have scenarios where there where pops are going to have a field day at giving people tickets because they're not going to have any places to smoke. I, and I highly doubt this law is going to have any provisions for social, for social use or on-site consumption. With, as restrictive as they're being with this adult use bill, they're going to make this legal, but give you no place to smoke it. And in my opinion, that's entrapment. You know, and that disproportionately falls on, on on poor low income people of color a lot of the time. You know, it just seems like pro. It just seems like it's per, it's legalization for the middle and upper middle classes, and then you know, prohibition for everyone else. Prohibition for the poor and for for people in subsidized housing and whatnot. Legalization for the rich. Prohibition for everyone else. And you know, when when calling and talking to your lawmakers, if you're in Rhode Island, make make that opinion, make that sentiment known. 
But yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, sort of breaking news from marijuana movement. Um, I, f I feel kind of, I'd feel kind of foolish, and I'd kind of regret it if I didn't cover this. But um, if you're in Rhode Island, call your lawmakers, call them, email them on this Sunday or, or Monday or, or later in this week. Let them know what you want. Let them know you want homegirl. Let them know you don't want crazy restrictions on edibles. Let them know you want lounges. Let them know you want dabs to be legal and concentrates to be legal. You know, that's like legalizing, again, it's like legalizing alcohol. It's like legalizing alcohol, but only allowing beer and wine. It's crazy. I mean, hard liquor is also part of the social experience, too. You know, we look at laws in states... If states were to try this, we'd look at that as nuts. And I, I see banning dabs as no different. But um but yeah, that's that that's it everyone. Um I'm all, you're also gonna get another episode from me today, um, Name and Shape Sunday. You're you're gonna like what we're gonna do for that one. And as always, until the next one, stay medicated, my friends. Sounds like we're going to try to uh, legalize marijuana, huh? Recreational marijuana. Yes, exactly. So, uh, right now, mm, what a question, yeah. I will say, I do this with reluctance and want to move with caution. I have resisted this for the four years I've been governor, yeah. um, you know, as you know. And for me, I, I never wanted to be first. I was much more focused on handling the issue responsibly and focusing on health and safety, especially the safety of our kids. Yep. Now, however, things have changed mainly because all of our neighbors are moving forward. So yep. right. Massachusetts, of course, is fully online and that is right over the border. Um, I've, I've had several discussions with the governor of Connecticut and he's going to um, propose it this year for Connecticut. So it's a top priority. So um, candidly, I think I'm in a place now where it would be impractical um, for us not to take this move in light of the fact that we're surrounded by our neighbors. And of course, we're a tiny state surrounded by your neighbors who have moved forward. So that's um, what has led me to make the move at this moment in time. Was there any uh, particular moment that you remember when you decided that, dang it, I'm going to have to go this way? Yeah, when I talked to the governor of Connecticut, um, you know, because I, you know, when Massachusetts came online, over the, um, I had the opportunity to talk to various governors early in December at one of our conferences. And New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut are all going forward this year. Yeah. And then, of course, Massachusetts just came online very recently. So, you know, it, it, it's not at all practical for our tiny state. Um, we're not an island, <laughs> in yeah, fact. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I've also, you know, talked to the governor of Colorado extensively. If you look at the state's neighboring Colorado and Oregon, they are dealing with all of the externalities and the expenses by being the next door neighbor to Colorado yeah. and Washington. Yeah. And 
we're like like it or not it's here right like it or not it is here it is in Seekonk it is in Attleboro pretty soon it's going to be in Mystic and Stonington so I got to protect Rhode Islanders which means we're going to put in place here a regulatory framework um, which is the way I'm going to design it it's going to be the strongest regulatory framework of any state in the country it's going to have the most protection um, for our young people. It's going to be highly regulated, highly taxed, and particularly highly regulated as it relates to the, the really strong, you know, highly potent um, THC. Because yeah. you know, we learned, and I had just another call the other night actually with the governor of Colorado, we learned from their experience edible this is you know the edibles when they they have cookies and food and everything laced with THC you know that's where people get into trouble that's where kids get into trouble so I want to make sure we regulate that stronger than any other state yeah Uh, Norman was saying uh, it'd probably be around this time next year uh, that we would see uh, the first retail stores going going out opening um, I think I think that's right. Yeah. Do you, have any, uh, do you have any sense of how popular recreational marijuana may be in Rhode Island? <laughs> I don't. The last, I don't. I don't. I've seen some polling, I, but I, I don't actually. How do you uh, have you thought much about how you're going to? present this to Rhode Islanders or uh, even to lawmakers who will have to vote on this, right? Yeah. Is it the strategy that it's really inevitable, as you were saying, that, you know, this is, it's here? Uh, Yeah, exactly. I think that is the strategy. Like, it is here. It is inevitable. Like it or not, we're going to be incurring public safety and public health expenses because it's legal in Massachusetts and Connecticut. And I think that it is time for us to um, put together our own framework, our own regulatory and taxing framework. Yeah. Also, I, you know, we want this to be professionalized and regulated. So in other words, like Massachusetts allows home grow. We're not gonna allow home grow. If we're going to do this, we want it to be as professional, as regulated as possible. It is here. It is all around us, every other state around us. So I think it's the prudent, safe thing to do to set up our own structure. Yeah. Uh, What have legislative leaders uh, been telling you? Have you had a chance to uh, bounce this off them? I have, and I do not want to speak for anybody. I, I, they will not be surprised. Um, you know, we've had a, we've had a large medical marijuana program for a long time. So, um, you know, we've been doing that for a long time as it is, and I don't think they're going to be surprised. Um, and I suspect at the end of the day, they'll probably come to the same conclusion that I have, which is it's here, it's inevitable, so let's do it right. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question, was whether or not you think it'll pass. 
It's you never know. It's it's June. Excuse me, it's January. We'll know in June, but I suspect it will. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's probably all I need. Norman gave me a great uh, debriefing as he usually does. He's been a very busy man. So uh, it sounds like he's going to be even more busy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Was there anything I didn't ask you? Forget. I I have my old cold, my own cold, so my brain is not working 100% today. Was there anything I should have asked you right now and I just didn't do it? Um, I don't think so, no. I mean, you and I have talked about this, right? Like, yeah. the, there is, the reason not to do this is money. You should not do this for money. We're going to be spending much of the money in the regulatory framework and in public safety and awareness. And I, I think as a mother, as a teenager and a middle schooler, I'm probably, you know, I am hypersensitive to making sure that we have a very strong regulatory framework because we got to keep these kids safe. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I'm doing it, actually, because, well, the stuff I've already said. But uh, Yeah, that was a good point. I think Norman said and Kevin said that the first year you're going to spend uh, like $14 million getting this going, but net profit out of it is... Maybe uh, six and a half. It's a maybe. few million bucks, yeah. Right, right. So, so you're saying it isn't, you're, it's not like you push to do this for money purposes or budget. Absolutely definitely. not, no. Yeah. We're doing it because it's here, but because of our neighbors, and so let's do it in a way that keeps everybody safe. All right, All right Tom. Okay. Thank you very much, Kevin. Take care. It.